The following program is sponsored by Lindis Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Lindis Construction. One call, one contractor. Lindis Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, seasoned guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction, and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Long and Andy Lindis. Yes, indeed. We're back at it. We welcome your phone calls and text messages. Anything related to home improvement? This is the guy you want to chat with, Andy Lindus from Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. We'll always let you know how to get in touch with these good folks there. Did you have a good week? I did. Rather chilly. Rather chilly. Kind of limiting the crews. I would. What What have your crews done, though? I mean, all my window guys have been out there, all, all my right. interior modeling guys. I even had some some siding guys out there this week doing some things. That? So uh, um, I uh, we scrambled with uh, some of our outdoor crews to find inside work. I even... Even had uh, one of my crews down at the hockey rink help me do some remodeling. Uh, <laughs> this year was uh, was warmer inside the rink for sure than I it was bet. outside. Yeah. yeah. So if again, if you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. But by all means, let me give you the phone number and the text number if you have any kind of a uh, home improvement type of question. We welcome yours. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. We've cleared the lines, so you can use that uh, phone line or uh, send Andy a text. He's got that screen right in front of him. And that number is 81807-81807. How, you know, go ahead. I, one thing I wanted to talk about in this week, uh, the last couple weeks, actually, is, is a good reminder of this. And we always talk about this in the fall, is getting your HVAC guy out to oh, inspect yeah. your, you know, once a year. Do the, do the furnace inspection. We're talking, you know, 150 to $300 typically to have a professional come out to your house, inspect your furnace. And at that time... You you should be really checking all of your carbon monoxide testers, For making sure. sure that they're going in, and there should be on on every floor of the house and and near your bedroom. Um, my my uncle Greg, who does all of our our window measures and sure. and, and runs our window department, uh, uh, he had some furnish issues, and this is where it usually usually comes. And I've, and I, I've 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 heard of 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 local people dying because of this, where they. They bypass certain things on the furnace, or they hit that switch, and, and his furnace was going out. And he's talking to the furnace guy, and the furnace guy's like, "Hey, you know, you can hit that bypass, and yada yada yada." And you know, he went up to he's sitting on a couch, and the next thing he knows, he's got alarms going off all over his house. Oh, and, yes. and thank God he has carbon monoxide testers, but that's uh, you know that's what it was. It was a something was broke inside the furnace. The bypass kept it going. There was you know the, these the, your your exhaust pipes can sometimes freeze up. So if your furnace is cutting off, you know there's sensors in it that and makes it not run. All of a sudden, these run. gases are coming. And back all these in. gases are coming back in, and it can be very dangerous. And if you don't have carbon monoxide testers, uh, I would get them put in your house. And if you haven't tested yours lately, I would get the, get them put in. And you know they have you know a five year shelf life. And one thing uh, I, I know, and, and it's varying on when you talk to people and what the truths are on this or not. But once they've they've gone. And reacted to the carbon monoxide. Sometimes those can be unreliable testers. Mm. So if you have a problem, it's also then time to get new ones. And which which my uncle did. But I, I know of at least five stories this week where people were dealing with furnace guys, furnaces that had gone out, furnaces that had quit, furnaces that 
where, where the carbon monoxide tests are going on. So I really do think that if you would have, we would have had somebody out to inspect these furnaces earlier in the year, maybe those problems would have been identified and you wouldn't be paying the emergency fees. You wouldn't be buying space heaters and things like that to worry about uh, frozen pipes. But I'm, I'm literally like six stories this week of guys having to spend money on on furnaces and spend money on emergency visits. Yes. You know, and rather than being proactive. Rather than, than being yeah. proactive where you could really save some money. So spending some money up front with those type of issues can really not only save your life in the long run, but uh, save you a lot of headaches. No one likes to do, imagine no furnace and it's 20 below outside. And that's, yeah. a, that's a tough deal. And we hear a lot of news stories recently about fires. That's a whole other issue. Yeah. Uh, around the whole state of Minnesota and Wisconsin as well. So, and we we talked about that last week. You know, these space heaters that go around can can really one. I I've seen where they fry outlets because of you know it's a poorly installed outlet or it's an old old outlet and it's pulling so much juice there. The wires got so hot. Maybe the ground wasn't connected properly. Oh sure. Yeah. And 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 it can fry the outlets there and start a start a fire, electrical fire. Um, uh, and, and but this the amount of current that those pull and when you when you really look at the the science be, behind the house and you're going after to fix the house if you were to spend some money on your insulation and maybe your HVAC system as a whole you wouldn't have to supplement your heat with space heaters running and, and they're always next to like in rooms with bad windows or bad doors and 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 like I went around my house and and my kids are notorious for this. The windows don't work well in the wintertime and when when they're not locked. I mean, there's so much more air that's coming through. Because they're I mean, not I, I closed have, up tightly? Yeah, closed up tightly. Like I have double-hung windows in, in all of my kids' bedrooms. And and I, I went in there, I've been in all the rooms over the last couple of weeks, and I don't know how they, they, they never, they close them, but they never, ever get locked. Same with the front door. You know, you walk in at night, you close the door. Well, most front doors actually seal up tighter when you lock them. They mm-hmm. have a five-point locking area. Um, most of the doors, if you take the handle and you lift up, it actually it gets a better, tighter seal, and then you can lock it, and it actually cuts down on the air infiltration. So I've been uh, going around the house and making sure everything's locked. Not, not that I'm worried about something coming in other than, than, than the cold <laughs> the air. The cold air, yeah. yeah. All right. 651-989-9226. Uh, send a text, 81807. Uh, text says, what's the best way to deal with condensation freezing on the inside of windows? G- give us an example of what may be an issue in that case. Um, it could, you know, when it gets 20 below out, it yeah. can be a lot of things. But if it's something that on a normal zero-degree weather, you're, you're having this issue, more than likely it's a humidity problem inside your house or an air movement inside your house. It could be a window problem as well. Some windows, I shouldn't say this. It very well could be a window problem if it's an older window. Some windows freeze up a lot more than others. Like I have season guard windows throughout my house. I have a couple of Marvin uh, windows in my house, and I, I've never really dealt with frost up at all. But my dehumidification system will kick on at different times throughout the winter, winter, and I have it set at 25%. So if the humidity comes above 25%, my dehumidification system will kick on and, 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 and lower it. So. And you said in, in other shows, too, I know we have to break quickly, uh, a humidistat is it's, they're relatively inexpensive. Yeah, right? absolutely. So just yeah. to measure what kind of yeah. uh, humidity. $15 to $30, you know, they're, they're pretty cheap. All right. Hang on, Andy. We'll take this break. Welcoming your home improvement questions by phone or text. Let me give you the phone numbers, 651-989-9226. 
And the text number is 81807. We'll pick up on those messages, too, when we come back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show, presented every Saturday morning in the 9 o'clock hour by our friends at Linda's Construction. Andy Lindis is helping you out today by phone and by text. There's one line open if you want to use it, 651-989-9226, or send Andy a text if you like, 81807. Andy, let's uh, get back to the uh, phones. Uh, Lynn is calling from Inver Grove with a question. Hi, Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. How can we help you? Well, we have a window upstairs in the bedroom that is a kind of a picture window size with two crankouts on each side. Okay. And the picture window framing at the bottom right corner has gotten uh, molded and rotting. And we, of course, tried, you know, bleaching it to kill it and whatnot. And just don't know what to do to replace that trim. Um, I know how to take the trim stuff off, but I didn't know if part of it is glued to the window such that I shouldn't even try to take the trims off because I'll make a big mess that We'll let a lot of cold air in right now. Um, but we've called quite a few contractors to have them come out and help us figure out how to fix this window. And can't seem to get anybody that'll come do that. Well, um, we would gladly come out and take a look at look at your window. And if it can be fixed, we can we can talk about that. Or if it needs to be replaced, we can talk about that as well. If it's part of the actual window frame itself, it's going to be pretty difficult for yourself or to fix without taking the window out of the hole and then uh, replacing some of those parts and putting it back in. How old is the window, Lynn? Well, I believe the house is about 15 or 16 years old. Okay. And it's been like this for at least five, and we've been trying to kill the mold, you know, every year. But I'm wondering, is it maybe because the venting at the bottom of the window on the outside has gotten clogged or something? No, the, the weep holes on the outside, I mean, it could be that issue, but I, but I, I highly doubt it. That's, that's for, for, for something else. More than likely, it's, it's condensation that's built up on the windows over, over time um, okay. and, and gotten into the wood, and the wood wasn't finished or finished in the proper way the way we do our wood windows. Um, sure. And and now it gets into the wood, and it can, you know you take it away, and it comes back. You take it away and come back. Usually, it's uh, yeah. sanding and restaining and, and putting new poly on, and, and all of all of those things. Now, if it's just the window stops or the extension jams themselves, or the actual trim around the window, the casing, that's easily replaced and 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 redone. But if it's part of the window, I'm not sure if it's something a, a do-it-yourselfer should try to do. Yeah. You might want to look at upgrading that one particular window. Now, the window that you're describing. The big picture window and the yep. and the and the casements, um, I yep. crank out windows on either side. It was what we call a three light window. It's all one one unit, and Correct. so you can look at replacing that one single unit and 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 matching the trim and and kind of go from there. Okay. And, and I mean I don't, I, I don't want to rip on on homes that were built. Stop. Yeah, and I don't want to rip on homes that were built fifteen years ago, but. My experience, homes that were built in the early 2000s, the materials used, especially on when it comes to windows and siding and, and roofing, were, were lifespan in that 10 to 20-year range. You know, that's, uh, that's a lot of my customers that I'm going out and replacing things that have failed are in that 15 to 20-year-old home. Lynn, you said these were 16 years old? Yeah, I believe it's about a 
thirteen-year-old home. That the home is so the yeah yeah, yeah. contractor grade maybe yeah Again. yeah and and, and and yeah so some of the windows there have lasted a long time. Some of the builders use some some higher end stuff, or the they're building it for a particular customer that demanded that they have right. these things. So it's not every house around there, but there's a lot of these houses that we're working on lately. We'd glad to take a look and go from there, Lynn. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. One eight hundred Leaf Guard for Lynn and anybody else who wants to get in touch with uh, Linda's Construction. One eight hundred Leaf Guard. Jerry is calling from Owatonna, Minnesota, with a question. Jerry, good morning. Very good morning to you, sirs. Uh, we've addressed this uh, situation before. Uh, I live in a rural and I have my own um, septic system. The problem is, as we experienced this last couple of weeks. The very cold and windy days, I have the sewer smell in the house. And we've come to the conclusion that uh, the space between the roof and the uh, ceiling, the water condenses and freezes up, and, and this forces the gas back down into the house, the uh, sewer smell. The, only, the question I have is, there's some, is there a leakage in my, uh, in my uh, piping? Or I, I thought that the water traps should control this uh, with my sinks and all my... Uh, you know, the tubs and toilets and everything uh, would control the situation. Um, it's predominant on, you know, very windy days like we've had and very cold days like, you know, 10 and more below zero. So um, is this some, have I got a leak someplace in my piping? Um, without finding where water's coming from or anything like that, I, I doubt it's that. It's probably more has to do with the, the sewer exhaust or the, the sewer vent freezing up. And not allowing any of the gas to escape that way, and so I would I would inspect that somewhere in your attic or somewhere on on your roof, if if that sewer vent is is freezing up. Sometimes that can cause that odor to come back into your home, but you shouldn't be getting it from your sinks. The traps should be holding some kind of water. Yeah, that's what they're for right? uh-huh. to uh, to block that stuff. Yep, like, you'd have to really see it. I yeah, think. and and sometimes we have to take some things apart and. And uh, and really get into inspect that, but I would I'd be willing to bet it's your venting system for the sewer more than than any of your piping. Okay, all right, that's a thought, something to go on there anyway. Uh, thanks, Jerry. We got another Jerry calling in from uh, St. Paul with a question. Hi, Jerry, you're on with Andy. Yeah, hi, gentlemen. Uh, Andy, I have a 114 year old home. Still have the original windows, so you can probably believe I have to probably get new windows. So my question is. As a rule of thumb, when you guys do a total replacement window, don't you replace those from the outside? And if I were to get an insert window, would you install those only from the inside? Well, the the biggest difference is you're with a full replacement window, you're replacing the entire frame. So you're, you are going to have more work on the outside of the home with either cutting the siding uh, or taking out the brick mold but on, on on the bright side, for when you do that, you're actually handling all of the air infiltration issues, water infiltration issues. You're getting down to the actual frame, and you're maximizing your glass space, which for me, 99% of the windows we do are going to be full frame replacement. I don't like doing inserts because those are the windows that we get service calls on. Those are the windows people say, my windows still leak. No, it's your old frame that's still leaking. 
That's why we did, we just don't do it that way. In fact, we go out to a lot of houses where they're like, yeah, I had these windows done 10 years ago, and I can still feel the air coming out of my trim. Well, they never replaced the trim. They just took out all the sashes, and you, the original window frame kept in, and they put the new insert in there. It's just a, not a good way to go. Um, it can be less expensive, but I would definitely price it out both ways. And for me, I would replace half my windows for replacement before I replaced all my windows with an insert. And, and and if you have to piecemeal it year after year, that's the way I would do it. You'd be much better off in the long run, Jerry. Yeah, you mentioned that before, that uh, what you would prefer because you've seen the difference, major difference. Absolutely, and, and, and you're getting down to the actual rough opening. You can see if there's any type of rotten wood or where things have, have leaked before. I was talking to you that that house on, uh, what was it, Cedar Lake? And yeah. You know, windows installed just, just, just wrong. And we were doing siding there, thank goodness. So we had all the wall done. But I ended up replacing all sheeting, a lot of the the framing on the outside, the one wall. It's like we reframed entirely and re-insulated and reframe and and then put on new sheeting. That's not because of badly installed windows. Now, chances are, you know, these windows are 110 years old, and and they did things pretty good back then. And it'd uh, be kind of neat to see what 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 is behind there, but. For me, a full-frame replacement is the only way to go. All right. We have to head for a quick break, uh, Andy. Um, in the meantime, uh, let's uh, invite our listeners to call us with their home improvement question by phone or by text, as always, 651-989-9226. We're getting more text messages as we move through the morning here, 81807. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll do that in just a moment. Come back. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our home improvement show. Danny Long here with Andy Lindis. From Lindis Construction, you want to get in touch with those guys, whether it's Windows, like we've been talking about. Yeah, free labor right now on Windows. That's right. Uh LindisConstruction.com. 1-800-LEAFGUARD. All right, Andy, I'm going to put you back to work. Let's go back to the phones. Lois is calling from New Hope, I believe. Lois, you're on with Andy. Hi. um, I am so impressed with this show, with with Lindis. I said I think they're just 100% honest. Um, But my problem is I have a 50-year-old three-bedroom rambler. Um, I'm running 50% humidity, um, and all my windows, wood windows, were replaced with vinyl, and I was so happy, no more moisture. It didn't help a bit, Um, and now I have to put plastic on my windows, and I hate doing that. I don't like the looks of it. But you mentioned a humidistat. Um, I, I don't know anything about that. Is that something you put on the furnace or... Um, can you explain that a little bit, Andy? Yeah, the handheld humidistat that uh, that I use, um, you know, they're, uh, I just looked online. There's like fourteen ninety nine at at most big box stores that 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 you that you can find. I got one from from my Ace Hardware. It just tells me the humidity level inside your house, and I can tell you this, Lois, fifty percent is too high. Too high. If you're when it when if if you were to Google. Um, the chart for temperature to outside to humidity level inside to make sure you don't have condensation issues. When it gets this low, it's under 20% is where you want your your humidity. And I know that can sometimes be an issue. And, and, and I know that sometimes at my house it can be an issue, and especially when the colds and stuff are going around. And that's why I'll have the dehumidifier running in the house, and in a couple of my kids' bedrooms will be a humidifier actually actually running. So you're kind of, you know, it just... It's not the be-all, end-all when, when, when you get it there. Sometimes people can't deal with it being that dry in their houses. But 
Um, yeah, under thirty percent is a good rule of thumb in the winter. So what would Lois do now if she can if she picks up a? Well, if she knows head. if she knows her humidity is right. at fifty percent, right. um, chances are she's running some kind of April air system, okay. especially on, on the, the, or some kind of you know where she can adjust the humidity in your house. Yeah, if you know your humidity is fifty percent, adjust it down to thirty percent, or go to a store and anyone like get one of those handheld things and then run your dehumidifier so you're actually taking the the moisture out of the air before it can really get a chance to condensate on your windows and cause issues so it's it's dehumidifying lowering it or get uh, your dehumidifier working correct all right that would be uh, what I would do if she doesn't want to deal with 50s. moisture on her windows too high 50s uh yeah that's a lot Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Send a text if you like eight one eight zero seven. Andy, we'll get uh, grab a text message or two in a moment. But Carol in Minneapolis is on the phone for you. Carol, good morning. Good morning. Um, thank you for taking my call. And my question is: We built a new home fourteen years ago, and we just had like marginal laminate countertops put in our kitchen, and so we are looking at either replacing those or having them re finished and i'm trying to figure out which is the best i'm sure full replacement is probably the best but what would the cost difference be on something possibly like that what type of countertops are there on there now that you want to refinish like just laminate yeah and i would probably not go marble or quartz i'd probably just do a nice looking laminate again okay but I know there are some companies that will actually come in and just refinish your countertops and put like seven new layers on. And I don't know if you're familiar with that, but yeah, you know, if uh, anytime you're making these type of home improvement decisions, have those people come out to your house and then have a countertop person come out to your house. If you if you need some recommendations on on countertop people, you can call our office. Uh, you can meet with one of my design build people too that do kitchen remodels. We do refacing and and new countertops and, and and things of that nature on a regular basis. And we price out laminate and quartz and 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 granite and and uh, we we have some some pretty good companies that we work with uh, um, when when it comes to other products too. So we we can come out and take a look at that. But to have them out to your house, get estimates on it. And, and and then you can compare the numbers and you can really start to make the best decision for your home. I like the fact that, that you're doing as much research up front, but yes. until you got the numbers in front of you and what you want, um, then 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 it's really hard to make that decision. And my experience is on those ones where you're doing the layering over the top or things of that nature, usually that's getting replaced again down the road. It's more of a... A, a temporary fix until they can remodel the entire thing, and and from a from a resale value of the home and, and building value up of the home, doing some things to your kitchen and remodeling your kitchen is has a lot of payback in it. So you might want to even get a realtor involved in these type of decisions. That's a good point. Yeah, and good luck, Carol. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text is eight one eight zero seven. Here's a text message, Andy. It says, "We have a space heater in our attic. That's where our the baby sleeps." It's one of those oil-filled radiator kind that does not get particularly hot. But how far away should it be from anything? Do you have any idea on that? Well, you know, you know, I'd treat it like a like an electric register. You know, I've uh, got some places with uh, that still has electric heat, and I always try to keep things, you know, a good foot and a half or two feet away from those areas just to be on the safe side. So yeah, just don't make sure anything is in contact with it. As long as something's not touching it, you're usually pretty safe. To be even safer, 
you know, keep a two foot diameter around around that space heater and and go from there. And if you want to look at some insulation and ventilation uh, it, uh, solutions to to that uh, to get, or maybe they just don't have any heat at all. Maybe that's the only source of heat in that. Maybe attic. it could be. So, yeah, good all luck right. with that. Uh, speaking of heaters, uh, the text came in earlier saying my friend's house burned down yesterday, and space heaters may be implicated. We've yeah. heard those stories. Yeah, and we were, we were talking about that at the beginning of the show. I mean, yeah. space heaters, uh, carbon monoxide testers, all the things that you, you have to, you know, make sure you're being careful of in the wintertime that, that can cause issues and cause cause death. I, we, were, we were talking about that. I I know my, my uncle would have been in, in really, really bad shape without carbon monoxide testers and might not have made it through the night had those, uh, had those not gone on. For something that costs under $100, to, to to get and and for a little bit of effort to make sure you you, you test them, um, you know I've gone to everybody I know and told this story this week and make sure and uh, it's a fifty fifty bet proposition at best and on when I talk to people when they if they have them and if they've tested them lately uh, and almost no one has really tested them to make sure that they're working so uh, again get after that stuff beware of your space heaters um, and to have your furnaces inspected all of those things. Uh, that it's going to pay off a little bit of money up front here, a little bit of work out of out of out of your part, but in the long run, it can really save you. And I, I think I told you, maybe it was off the air, that a few Sundays ago we uh-huh. had on our health show, Hennepin County Medical Center show, I talked to a doc with the hyperbaric chamber about yeah. these issues, and he showed me his handheld CO detector. Uh-huh. And I said, "Where'd you get?" He told me. I went online and I got it. It's and they have like three different versions yeah. of it. It gives you the reading of the yes. exact levels. Yeah, that's yeah, Wherever nice. you can carry it around. Yeah. This was an inspector kind of a model. And uh-huh. I thought, that's pretty slick to have because there was a close call at our house yeah. many years ago. Too. Yes, it was. Remember, yeah. like you, you you talked about it. Like You had to open up the cupboards and things of that nature. The fire because, department yeah. did that. Yeah. yeah. And that was pretty scary. Yeah. Uh, but thanks to a CO detector, yeah. um, I can... Uh, Still hear my uh, wife yelling at me. Yeah. So <laughs> there, there's that's a positive. That's a good thing. <laughs> that's right. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Texas says our windows are five years old. Our house is very tight, and the humidity does not drop very fast when winter comes. The windows will frost. Will an air exchanger help? Do you think? No, air exchanger is probably going to bring in more 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 moisture. more moisture. Now, if you if you if you if you're wanting better air in your house, an air exchanger can help with that. But it's uh, really a dehumidification system is what you're after there. Um, the best one that the ones that me and my brothers have in every in every one of our homes is the Santa Fe um, dehumidification system, and I know they're expensive, anywhere from a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars. But mine is. Oh, 15 years old now, and I, once a year I, re, I get a new filter for it and replace it. So, I mean, it's, it's yeah, it costs a little bit of money, but it, it's worked and ran perfectly for a, a very, very long time. So the, uh, often, more often you don't have to exchange that filter that more, more often? No, that, one, more once, a year, once a oh. year I, I, I take it out. It's got a little foam pad that you got to wash every now and then, oh, so but uh, the actual usable. filter, yeah, the filter I have uh, once a year. All right. Uh, we have more text messages, Andy, we'll get to, but there is a line open if you want to use the phone to ask Andy your question. 651-989-9226. Again, our text number, 
And we'll get back to that screen in a moment. 81807. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show presented by Linda's Construction every uh, Saturday, as it has been uh, doing for years. You want to get in touch with the good folks there? Uh, 1-800-LEAF-GUARD or the, the website is? lindisconstruction.com. Check it out. Makes New sense. blogs every week on oh. projects that we're doing and uh, all around the Twin Cities uh, from in- interior stuff, exterior stuff. So we try to put as much helpful information as we possibly can on there and lots of videos and lots of uh, some, some great blogs. L-I-N-D-U at lindisconstruction.com. All right. Should we go back to the phones, Andy? Let's do that. Yeah. Catherine is calling from Blaine with a question. Catherine, you're on with Andy. Hey, good morning, Andy. Good morning, guys. I, I have a question about, I have, I have two gas fireplaces. I have one downstairs, uh, which is like a, um, it looks like wood-burning stove, but only it's gas. Mm-hmm. And one upstairs, and I'm just wondering, that is really the main source of my heat that I'm getting. Um, so I'm just, I mean, I do have a fire, I do have a furnace too, but it doesn't come on that much. So, um, what I'm wondering, is there any downside downside to using your gas fireplaces? Well, you know, they, they are, you know, more expensive to run to heat certain areas than, than your actual furnace itself. And I wonder, is your furnace not coming on because your gas fireplace has your, has the temperature up so high it's not actually kicking the furnace on? Well, actually, it's not that warm in here. It's probably about most of the time at night, definitely. It's pretty chilly. It's about 58 in here. What do you have your thermostat set at? Uh, my thermostat is set, and I think I, honestly, I think I need a new one. I've got it set at 70. And your furnace doesn't kick on? Nope. <laughs> well, then something's going on with your furnace. Yeah. Or your, your thermostat. So unless, if, if, if you look at your thermostat and your thermostat mm-hmm. is set at 70, and the actual temperature inside the house is 58 degrees, and your thir- fir- furnace isn't running, something's amiss. You're going to want to have that inspected and checked out. Have you have okay. you tried the gas okay. fireplaces off? Pardon me? Have you I'm kept sorry. the gas fireplaces off, both of them, and then seen how your furnace reacted? Um. It, well, it comes on at a certain time. It comes on like six o'clock in the morning, and it'll, well, come on at uh, at night once in a while, but not all the time. So I think that honestly, I think it's my thermostat. I think that the thermostat is probably not any good. Yeah, or or the thermostat has some weird settings that got put in there. Yeah. Sometimes you know you can you can plan out when when stuff's coming on. That's right. And, and, and program in a certain way. And it might might be something with that. So. Yeah, have have a furnace guy come out and install a new thermostat, or you can buy a thermostat, or if you know somebody that that they can. I I've installed all my my own ones, and I know, but I can run mine from my phone now, and it's quite nice. But I know, like if uh, I'm running my gas fireplace, and um, my my main level is just basically one big room now, and and so it goes straight from a, you know kitchen into our 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 living area, our, our living room. Which is has a uh, cathedral type ceilings and a, and a gas fireplace. If I'm running that gas fireplace, the the uh, furnace won't kick on because it'll be 72 degrees 
on that main level because of that gas fireplace and the thermostat set at 71 or or something like that. So the rest of the house isn't getting heat uh, yes. anywhere because of that's where, where where the thermostat is. So I'll go over and I'll actually shut the registers for the thermost for the for the furnace in that that room and then crank up the thermostat, knowing I can start to pump air somewhere and and uh, usually takes care of the problem. But Something you're going to want to get inspected for sure, Kathy. That's kind of how we started the show, you did, with the talking about getting a professional out. To, to, to Maybe that wouldn't be a bad idea for Catherine to do both. Check the furnace, check the thermostat. Have the person, you know, the pro yeah. doing, do uh, check on both of those. Things. Absolutely. And the, and the problem with now is they're so darn busy with yes, all the emergency, emergency that's stuff that's going on out there. It can, it can take a couple of days, and that can get frustrating unless you're willing to pay the emergency fees. Now... A thermostat is relatively cheap when when you consider the grand scheme of home improvements inside the home for for I don't know a hundred to two hundred dollars you can get a a decent thermostat put in your house and 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 usually most do-it-yourselfers can can install it and and program it and if you can follow the directions so you might want to try that and go from there yeah and like you said some of these have different settings and maybe that it was set a different by someone else or when it was installed and you absolutely knew about yeah. it so all right Catherine be careful good luck. Uh, Rick is calling from Roseville with a question. Hi, Rick. Hey, Eddie, that uh, Santa Fe dehumidifier unit, is that a uh, furnace add-on or is it a freestanding unit? It's a freestanding unit. And uh, where did where would you purchase that particular brand? Um, we got ours through a supply company, Dakota Supply. Um, back in the day, I was, it's called Dakota Supply, I believe, now, but... Uh, I know you can just order them online. And what's the brand again? Santa, Santa Fe? Fe Dehumidifier. All right, looking it up right now. Yeah, they're yeah, they're there's a bunch of different places you can buy those. Okay, so they're readily available. Then. Readily available. All right, thank you, Rick. Uh, text. Let's get back to the text screen. Though I don't want to miss out on those. Uh, let's see. Uh, there was a response from a listener who uh, remember the the septic. Uh, Question about the the, the, uh-huh. the smells yep, and the, yep, yep, well, yep. and at least this is from this texter's viewpoint, saying that's a very common problem with septic systems. Part of the cold weather, I don't think there's any reason to be concerned. It will go away when it warms up. Run the water in the traps if they are used infrequently. It's probably a good idea. Yeah, and then the, there was a, another person that said, uh, again, uh, the gentleman with the sewer smell, he should check the stacks on his roof, see if they have a snow cone on top. Insulating the stacks could take care of the problem. That's a, that's, so a couple of different places that we had. Run water in the traps, check your sewer stacks. Go from there. That rhymes, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? 651-989-9226. Again, text number is 81807. Uh Okay, that's interesting. Somebody yeah. just said, "Is the thermostat on heat or cool?" That's a that could that could be the never issue. Thought but about if the that. furnace is kicking on every now and then, that's weird. Well, that's probably, true. Probably not on cool then, unless yeah. the gas fireplaces are getting the thermostat to go above that mark and it's actually kicking on the AC. But I I don't know. Some uh, yeah. you, from time to time on the show, Andy, you talk about a blower door test that uh-huh. uh, Lindis does. Somebody wants to know generally what's the cost of of, of that test. Uh, hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars, depending on the company that you get to uh, to do it. But I'm telling you, the roadmap that you get, not only on where the air infiltration really is bad at your house, but uh, where the cold air is coming from with the infrared imagery, especially when it's this cold outside, the the infrared imagery really, really does show up. 
I mean, we run a blower door test, and I'm I'm able to see just uh, I call it the blue streaks. They're just just coming right down the wall, like real time live. Is because the if you have a house that has any type of stack effect going on. You can just you just start to see the walls get cold. You um, you go with your, your your smoke tester and you go next to a window and you're just just blowing that smoke right back in your face. It's uh you really start to see where your house is failing. From time to time, we get uh, questions about Linda's construction and how far out you do work. What cities would you work now? Somebody has a question about they don't have a specific city, but they do say generally South Central Minnesota. But you said uh, you go well. I mean, you know, folks. If down, let's say in Rochester, I mean, you have. Uh, yeah, we, we actually do work in Rochester. Do? Okay, Linus Construction. Well, um, we don't. We for as far as like the the metro area here, we go a little bit south of Farmington. All right. Um, a little bit north of Hinkley. A little bit as far west as like the Rogers area. Um, we'll get up into the Hayward area for northern Wisconsin a little bit. So we handle a, a very big area, but we also work with companies up in the St. Cloud area, up in the Brainerd area, in the Duluth area. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Dennis knows we, we have a, a great Duluth company up there that, that worked on his mom's house. So they, uh, we, we can point people in the right direction. They're not Lindis Construction, but uh, they're guys I would trust to work on my things in those markets. Says so, a lot. Let's back to the phones, Andy. Chuck in Maplewood is next up here. Thanks, Chuck. What's your question, please? Hi. We're turning a double-attached garage in an old house into a family room, and the house has radiant heat that's built into the ceiling. The house was built in 1949, and I don't think it's real feasible to do that system in the addition. We're not planning on ripping up the cement floor or anything, and we've been looking into, you know, wall gas furnaces, those kind of things. I'm wondering what the best way might be to heat that space. We don't have a ventilation system at all otherwise. Yeah, yeah, those, uh, the ones that, uh, the ductless systems that you can put on the wall, the problem with those can be um, once it gets to a certain temperature, um, like I know right now, it'd be too cold for them to work, the ones I have installed in my office. So make sure you're meeting with an HVAC professional during the planning process of this and and getting their take on it and and ask that question, you know they you know like in our area it's a secondary heat source so if it gets too cold and we're not using it it's not that big of a deal and in fact they're mainly there for for cooling the office, um, but so you know, we're gonna want to look into that before before you actually install any of that and ask the professional that that is installing them what you what what you want and he usually give you a couple of pretty good ideas. I think we we came across across those uh, that type of a thing, like you said, cooling, when we were in uh, Australia on a uh-huh. CCO tour, uh, and I've talked about that. Uh, we've we've done advertising for these things of cooling and heating. Yeah, but it, it really worked kind of kind of neat. Yeah, actually, no, no, it, in uh, certain applications. Yeah, in places you can't get duct work. Right. Um, you know, I really wish that. Uh, you know these old farmhouses that have these weird tubes running all over the outside of the house because they wanted to get air conditioning everywhere. Yeah. They if they'd have had those, you know, twenty oh. years ago, you wouldn't see see all that wrecked. I should say, you want to get in touch with Lindis Construction? Do so one eight hundred Leafguard or Andy the website again. LindisConstruction.com. See you back here next week yes, here sir. on CCO.